What is going on, Fantasy Alarm family? My name is Justin Fensterman, along with Ryan Hallam, and it's time for another Family Summit. It's the Family Times podcast here on FantasyAlarm.com. Mr. Hallam, how is thing, everything going? What's going on with things? I don't think we have enough sports news going on. <laughs> no, not only that, happy St. Paddy's Day to all you Irish and wannabe Irish people today. Uh, raise a glass of, of some beers or whiskey or whatever you got. I mean, not now. We're recording this at 1140 in the morning, but. Uh, it's five o'clock you know. somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it probably is in Ireland, actually. So get out there and have a good time later and, and, and celebrate. Yeah, Or as they say, have good crake. Like, you That's know how right. they say, you know how we like view like crack as something else? Like, you know, like the drug or a butt crack, you know, like they, they have like, they say like, I'm having good crack. It's like good crake. I met. Yes, I. I actually went to Ireland, so I did know that. Dang! I actually met a cop from Ireland on my <laughs> honeymoon years ago, and that's all he kept saying. And he, just a really good dude. And man, can they drink, dude? Those Guinness beers are no joke. And they're much better over there. I'm not a real big Guinness fan, but uh, over there, definitely uh, a lot better. Went right to the Guinness brewery. It's like a. Uh, 360 degree like all windows at the top so you can really like look out on dublin it's fucking fantastic oops we'll, we'll catch that sells right <laughs> matt sells not with us today i think he's working about his like 85th hour of the week this week ryan so we're gonna let sells hang out today is that okay with you you're the boss yeah i'm yeah uh, I, wow nice i'm the boss all right cool <laughs> That's right. You know what, Ryan? You're not the boss anymore. It's okay. But speaking of cells and speaking of Ireland, let's talk some fantasy football and fantasy baseball. How that connects, I have no idea. But let's talk about what's gone on because you've been in industry drafts for fantasy baseball. I mean, since our last conversation for family times we now have baseball back we have trades being made we have players signing we have players that are still in purgatory right now as we have more industry drafts coming up so let me ask you this here over the last few days we've had a couple of deals being made including the A's first getting rid of Matt Olson and then Matt Chapman let's talk about the two trades involving the Mats from the fantasy side of it what do you think of Matt Olson the newest member of the Atlanta Braves I, mean, I think he's a stud no matter where he goes but I think it, it even boosts his value slightly more to go to Atlanta I mean their lineup is just stacked uh, the park is going to be better than Oakland uh, I don't know if it, the, the division pitching is, is pretty good you know but the Mets have some good pitching Philly has at least Zach Wheeler, uh, Miami or uh, the Marlins have a few good young arms, but <clears throat> I, I think it only just boosts Olsen a little bit more. Uh, he's just, he's just, I, I don't think it really mattered where he ended up, but this does give him a little bit of boost. As far as Matt Chapman, I think this is a really nice boost uh, because again, like Olsen, he goes to a perhaps even more stacked lineup in Toronto, you know, with Vlad and, and uh, Hernandez and, and um, Jesus, not Biggio, Bichette. I mean, Biggio's all right too, but uh, you know they just they're just loaded from top to bottom. Uh, so pitchers, are, he's going to get pitches to hit. I mean, you, you, I mean, the only problem is he'll probably go a little bit farther down the lineup. Maybe he'll hit sixth instead of maybe you know third or fourth with Oakland. Uh, but I mean, you've got the small park in New York. You got the small park in, in Boston. I know they moved the fences back in Baltimore, but it's still not a huge park. So like the AL East is kind of like a hitter's paradise. 
uh, and Matt Chapman, I got him for $2 in labor, and I'm thrilled with this move. Yeah, I mean, definitely puts him in a better spot as the A's look to make serious roster changes right now. And speaking of serious changes, we had a major piece of bad news come down, and especially with someone who you're considering and even taking first overall in your fantasy drafts. Ryan, I forget if you're a fan of the movie Wedding Singer. You see a piece of news like Fernando Tatis Jr. So you have seen Wedding Singer, correct? Yes. What do you think is the quote from the movie Wedding Singer that came to mind when I saw Fernando Tatis all of a sudden needing wrist surgery when it should have been known a few months back? (laughs) Do you know what quote I'm thinking of? Now I do. That's information that could have been brought to my attention yesterday. Yesterday! Uh, yes, I, I feel the same pain as uh, in that same draft where I got uh, Matt Chapman for $2. I paid big money for Fernando Tatis. Uh, so I'm definitely uh, feeling the sting of that one. You know, the only thing you can hope is you know, last year with that shoulder, man, he was supposed to miss a couple months and like missed a couple of weeks and came back. And I know he heard it like three different times, but if you look at the numbers at the end of the season, he still had a phenomenal year. I know it's a fractured wrist. Uh, so that's probably, you know, not going to happen. But he like heals like Wolverine, it seems. So I mean, that's No, he doesn't because he has multiple issues with it. So he doesn't. He played a lot more last year than I thought he was going to. So I'm hoping for that this year. I'm hoping we get him back. I don't know. If we can get him back sometime at the end of May, I would be thrilled. You know, I was looking at the Fantasy Alarm staff mock draft as a part of the Fantasy Baseball Living Draft Guide that we have on the site right now constantly being updated. And when it came to this in which you were a part of, you ended up with Juan Soto fourth overall which you had to be happy as hell about getting him at fourth overall because I feel like now with Tatis out of the picture you're looking at him you're looking at what Trey Turner and I would even say I've seen Jose Ramirez go up there but he might be traded now he might be I I'd kind of be surprised if he does but I mean the way things are going right now you, you never know it's just like these moves are coming out of nowhere and and you know, things that I didn't expect are happening. Uh, I, I definitely have seen the rumors, but I, I think he's going to stay put with the Guardians. Yes. The... <laughs> I love how you just said that. The Guardians. Get get used to it, Ryan. I've heard rumors that your 49ers are not far behind when it comes to name changes. I've just heard really? little, I've heard little whispers that they may want to come after 40, the 49ers eventually there when it comes to changing team names. But... Let's continue talking about what's going on when it comes to fantasy baseball. That first overall pick. I mean, at this point for me, I mean, you have Soto there that's definitely in contention. I mean, Trey Turner, is that right now? I mean, the safest direction to go even? I, I'm trying. I don't know what I would do still because I haven't had my drafts yet. I don't know what I would do if I had the first overall pick today. I, you know, I don't feel like you can go wrong with any of the four guys. Uh, I, I think they're all, you know, high quality players and, and I don't, you know, it's just a matter. Do you want to get the speed? I mean, that's, that's really what it comes down to, to me is, is, you know, I don't feel like speed is never going to be a category that I win, but I, you have to be in on it. And, and why not get the guy right off the bat? Who's also going to hit you, uh, you know, a, a decent number of home runs and steal a, a bunch of bases. So yeah, probably that's probably where I would go if I had the number one pick. Uh, but 
I've been happy. Well, before the Tatis news, I was happy to be in the top five. Now I'm happy to be in the top four. How do you feel about drafting pitching? Again, looking at the staff mock draft that took place just a couple of days ago and seeing that you waited on pitching a couple of rounds, how happy were you? Because you still ended up with nice start, a nice staff up top at least with Wheeler Giolito and Max Freed just shows that maybe you can wait and you don't necessarily have to address it. And this was a 12-team league. You don't necessarily have to address starting pitching right off the get-go in the draft. Yeah, I've been surprised this year. I mean, I've done several drafts already, and it seems like in most, and not all, but most uh, people have not been as gung-ho on pitching this year. And I came into the year ready to be. and I've been, you know, I can't remember the first draft I did, but I went pitcher like maybe two of the first three. And then I looked around and like no one else was doing it. So then I was like, man, I mean, I was happy with my staff, but could I have waited? And then I've, I've kind of have, you know, adopted that going forward. So, yeah, I took, you know, Wheeler in the third. I took Giolito in the fourth and I took, you know, Freed in the sixth. So I felt like I came out of that with three really good arms and, uh, still ended up with two great outfielders and a great middle infielder. So it seems like it's, it's weird. I expected to come into the year more pitching heavy, but it seems like drafts are going the opposite way. Yeah. Castellanos, you ended up taking in the fifth round where, I mean, thinking that, you know, currently figuring out where he's one of those gray area guys doesn't have a home. So you picked him very early. You prioritized him where, if you had the choice, where ideally would you want him to be of the teams that you've seen considering him? Uh, I would love to see him go back to uh, Cincinnati because that park is just perfect. It's, you know, tiny. Uh, and he clearly thrived there with, you know, 34 and a hundred last year. Uh, so I, I know he's probably not going uh, back, but uh, the rumors I've seen is the Marlins, which that's the one I would not want. Uh, you know, their park is not exactly uh, the most hitter friendly. So, uh, you know, somewhere, somewhere similar to, Cincinnati, give me a, give me a small ballpark and and I'll be happy. Looking at Ryan Hallam's team, I mean, I mean seriously, you even drafted guys later on in this mock like Adam Wainwright, and be careful because if Adam Wainwright doesn't approve, he'll find you. We've had that issue on radio before where Adam Wainwright was checking into the drafts, seeing where he was being drafted. Not happy years ago with his ninth round pick. Now you're picking him way later, but it's so weird, man, that he's still rocking and rolling. In this league, I just remember when he was breaking my heart as a Mets fan, what seemed to be 20 years ago at this point, and he's still he's still there. Yeah, and I thought he was, you know, obviously, you know, everyone I probably knows him a Cardinals fan, so it's uh, great to see uh, Uncle Charlie come in and just turn back the clock last year. Like, I thought he was done. Like, he was on the team because he's been on it for so long, and, you know, we're like a classy organization and was trying to keep him, you know, on the payroll, and then he just killed it last year so you know this year is the last for him and and Molina together so uh hoping they go out and and can repeat last year I drafted both of them in this league uh and and, you know give it one last go and in the 21st round I mean it's like no risk at all at that point right I mean I I think I'm I really got a a good pick there yeah I mean you did. That's for darn sure. You got a and you, Bobby Witt, like him, good pick there where you got him strong value. So just a lot of movement, including a couple here. Freddie Freeman going to the Dodgers, 162 mil. It seemed that all of a sudden 
the Dodgers, I don't want to say came out of nowhere, but in the last week, that interest level just in the last two weeks just really started getting more and more and more. Now he's with LA. And then Chris Bryant at Coors Field, man, that's going to drive up his ADP for sure. What were your reactions when you saw those? Freeman to me was kind of like Olsen. It almost kind of didn't matter where he went. Like he's just a stud. And, you know, obviously you wouldn't want to see him go to, you know, the Marlins or somewhere terrible, but you knew he wasn't going to go somewhere like that. Uh, so he goes to another stacked lineup in a you know, fairly, I would say, neutral park, maybe a, a little hitter friendly. Uh, but again, he's going to be just be around a, a ton of great guys, uh, you know, for protection. He'll probably hit third, maybe fourth. Uh, so I think that was a, a great landing spot for him fantasy-wise. As a as a baseball fan, you don't want to see you know the Dodgers just continue to stack up studs. But, I mean, it is what it is at the moment. Bryant, I never saw him going to Colorado. Uh, I, they gave him a ridiculous amount of money. But you're right. I mean, in that park, he should thrive. Uh, it, it looked like he was kind of taking a little bit of a step back in recent years. And then last year, you know, kind of rejuvenated his, his value. Uh, and I think – you can't get any more hitter friendly than Coors. You know they're going to lose Trevor Story. They don't have the most you know stacked lineup, so he might get pitched around here and there. But I still feel like that gave his value a nice boost. Yep, you all can get the Living Draft Guide downloaded if you haven't already. The cheat sheet is also out when it comes to fantasy baseball. Let's play ball here. We're coming back soon enough in the next few weeks. You have your drafts coming up. You need to get the guide. It's got multiple sets of rankings, sleepers. Bus players you need to be on the lookout for from the youth factory. That's right. To what did you say, youths? Yes, youths. And speaking of youths, you got Fensty and Helm with you hanging out there, Ryan. We're still young, right? Uh, you are. I'm kind of getting on the wrong end of that. You're not in your 50s yet, right? No, I'll be 45 this summer. Oh, nice. Please, you don't look a day older than 28. I'll tell you that much. I'll take it. You, you foot, you've had that young face. I mean, I've known you since 2010. So you've always had that, like, young face. What can I say? Thanks, Mom and Dad, I guess. (laughs) It was their pleasure. (laughs) I'm sure it was. Oh, Oh, my bad. Uh, My bad. I'm sorry, Ryan. I'm sorry. Cells, we can edit that out. Seriously. No, keep it. That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk NFL here, man, because it's Sunday night. I'm hanging out just, like, reading, reading over some news on the interwebs going down YouTube rabbit holes, following a little NBA, and then, of course, Tom Brady coming back to football. That was quick. What, five weeks and he already hated life that much that he had to go back to football? The big question is, what kind of team will Tampa be able to build around him now to keep him contending and everything because they were able to retain Chris Godwin who's going to be missing about what seems to be close to half the season coming off the injury. And now they got to figure out which other players they're going to retain. But like, what was your reaction when Brady came back? Because I immediately, my first reaction from a fantasy perspective was, Oh, great. Now I can consider him again in the eighth, ninth round. Yeah. It was, you know, I selection Sunday, he had to take the thunder, uh, you know, at NCAA, it's one of their big days. And he's like, Oh, nope. Yeah, it's my day now. Uh, I mean, I'm not surprised. They, they, from the day he retired, I don't think that anyone really thought that he was really done. Uh, and, you know, the way these teams are, are finagling the cap, I mean, look what the Saints have done in, like, the last week. They've freed up, like, $30 million of cap space, just, you know, 
and they didn't cut anybody. They're just just renegotiating contracts. So uh, I have no doubt they, they didn't bring back Tom Brady to watch five six guys flee the you know flew the coop. They're, they'll be back and they'll be a Super Bowl contender, or he would have stayed on the couch. I mean, how do you feel about Gronk? I mean, you, we got to think that he's going to be back with Brady. I mean, is he someone that you're going to be targeting? Because again, depending on where he's going, they're sitting there in the ninth round and he's there, you know, 10th round and he's there. Why the hell not? Well, the, uh, the injuries is is a concern with him. I mean, if he's able to stay on the field, if he, he he never had the bad back or the myriad of other problems, he'd probably be a top three to four tight end. Uh, to me, he's towards the back end of the tight end ones just because of that. I mean, he's proven that he has a hard time staying on the field. They did lose O.J. Howard, so that, you know, not that he was really stealing targets from Gronk, but, I mean, the, the tight end room got a little bit thinner. Uh, but it's just, can he stay on the field? And, and that's the risk that you come with him. So I would say if you're going to draft him, uh, you know, as your as your starter, I would make sure that I would have a, a second. If uh, and and you know, if I have one of the better guys, I don't usually carry two tight ends. But right, same here. You know, a guy with a guy with the injury problems, I think you need to have two. Yes, and speaking of two tight ends, the Jets getting themselves two tight ends, which I don't get. I just don't get. Again, I when you think back to as someone who has been a Jets fan, unfortunately, his entire life. The last jersey that I have of Jets player when it comes to current or former Jets is Dustin Keller. I think that's the last time the Jets had any, had even a considerable tight end. Now signing C.J. Uzama and Tyler Conklin. I just kind of rolled my eyes at that. Retaining, I know Braxton Berrios, Zach Wilson had himself a connection and everything. But this is nothing that jumps off the page to me. No, you know, I think our people are going to remember how Uzoma finished the season. I mean, not with the injury, but, you know, he, he was a pretty decent part of why the Bengals made the Super Bowl. Uh, but, you know, all season long, we were, you know, he would have a good game here or there, and it was just like, how the hell is this happening? And I'm sorry, and but not that you don't know this, but the Jets' offense isn't exactly prolific. What? And they don't have, and they don't have Joe Burrow. Uh, so I don't know that this is going to be – and then to – Pick up Conklin, too. Like, I guess I don't understand it because neither one of them is really a great blocking tight end. I guess Conklin is the better of the two. Uh, you know, but they have a couple weapons at wide receiver. So I don't know that I see any of these guys. You know, we go with – Coop always says the guy has to be – the tight end has to be the second, you know, rank in targets for him to be worthwhile. And I don't see that happening on the Jets. Yeah, just, again, an, an eye roller there. Miami, though, same division, getting themselves a new – Back, I almost said backwards. See, this is what happens when the sports cross backfield in Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert, I put on ice. Anything you get from him to me is an added bonus. You know about this from rooting for this guy. He's a walking injury. You can't. I mean, I can't think that you can fully be relying on him. But the fact that he's there, and I know that we're months away. We still got the NFL draft. We still have a few players that have yet to be signed. When it comes to this backfield, I'm not as interested overall in Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert. Maybe if the draft capital, the value presents itself for Edmonds, but doesn't excite me too much. You know, I'm not surprised about the landing spot, especially for Mostert, considering that their new head coach came from San Francisco. Uh but you're right. I mean, he's he's very explosive, one of the fastest guys in the NFL, but has had a real hard time staying on the field over the past couple of years. Uh, Edmonds 
did he show you know that he can be the guy? I mean, will will they split it fifty fifty? I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like Mostert is a guy who kind of needs the carries, but then again, if he gets the carries, he's probably off the field. So, uh, <laughs> I think that backfield is just going to be a mess. They have so we'll see how the roster you know plans out. They can't keep everybody. So, if if it really gets down to these two guys and just depth after that, then you know maybe Edmonds. We'll see. I, I see you know how creative this offense can be. I think it'll be better than it's been. Uh, you know, they at least got a guy coming from a good uh, coaching tree as far as creative offenses. So I, I'm not thrilled, but uh, I think it could be, it definitely could be worse. Yeah, I mean, they added as well Cedric Wilson and Dallas retained Mike Kosicki, which makes me still in to Jalen Waddle. Tell you that much. Love that dude so much. It is going to cost us. My anticipation is that Jalen Waddle, throughout the entire draft season, you're lucky if you could get him in the fourth round. What do you think? I am I thinking, am I shooting too high? Or what? No, comes I was good. When you started saying, I was the third came into my head. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely a third round player. He'll be end of the like towards the end of the third round, but he's going to get the targets, and that's that. I am going to absolutely look there. This has been such a wild week. We got March Madness going on for the NCAA tournament, putting our boy Dan Servo Didio into overdrive, getting ready for that. We're also talking NBA down the stretch too. Have all of you covered at DFSAlarm.com. And for you seasonal playoff players out there, make sure, because Ryan, aren't you and James Grande running a team together for the Fanjections crew and you're in the Raz Jam playoffs or something like that, I, or FSGA playoffs? I thought you and him were like running a team or something. Uh, I am a silent partner. In that team. <laughs> I, I wanted to win, so I say we'll give uh, we'll give Grande a little. Uh... Did you even know you were in the playoffs? Yes. Oh, we talked to we talk okay, about it all the time. Yeah. How do I know about it, and you don't know about it? That's the big no, question. I'm in I'm in a league that you know I <laughs> kind of got your guys help in the draft, and I'm the number one seed going to the playoffs. So him and I have, have kind of touch base like um, pretty much every week about it so yeah oh. i didn't know i didn't know he's uh he's in second place we're in second place i mean we're in second place. <laughs> you're the silent partner oh ryan's definitely not silent on the family times podcast all right ryan let's get to our family table we're both bringing something to the table as we do every single week on the family times podcast let's start with you sir age before beauty what are you bringing to the table this week my man all right, so I usually use some one of my wacky fantasy games or brackets or something, but this week has been a, a couple really good things that happened. I've had two friends get new jobs that were in just soul-crushing, uh, you know, just burnout situations. So uh, I know, and they obviously could not be happy for both of them. So for those of you out there in soul-crushing jobs or all crazy burnt out or whatever, and I know it's easy to get in a rut, but damn it, sometimes good things happen. So keep at it. Find something. Life is too short to be stuck in a job that just absolutely crushes you. I um, couldn't agree with you more regarding that. You, you got to have fun in this life. And I hate to say this cliche, YOLO, but you do only live once. And with that, you got to love what you're doing. And you have to love life. What's the point? of being miserable there is no point and when you're in situations you can find ways where there's a will there's a way to make your situation better 
And that's, you know, Ryan, I think that speaks on behalf of both of us who decided to go in a very tough industry, very cutthroat industry, but we wanted to do sports, man, that will to succeed. You starting where you started, us taking over a decade, building us up, man. That's why it takes a lot of hard work to move that mountain, but it's possible, man. And that's why I'm glad that you just brought that up just now. I'm going to bring up an interesting bet when it comes to the NBA. Haven't talked much NBA, but I'm still watching that Northwest division in the league, and I'm seeing on DraftKings Sportsbook that the Denver Nuggets still plus odds to win the division. Now, I know there's only about a month left in the season, but a one and a half game deficit isn't that bad at all. So for those looking to place a bet, I'm thinking the Denver Nuggets who are going to get some pieces back soon enough at least that's what we're being told, to win the division, taking out Utah, seeing it at over plus 300 at DraftKings Sportsbook. Pretty interesting bet if you're looking at bet futures for the NBA. Nikola Jokic, my opinion for the MVP, has been carrying this team. Jamal Murray, Michael Porter should be back soon, and that could definitely help them and boost them in the standings to overtake Utah. So that is where I'm going for a little futures betting action, a small wager on Denver to overtake Northwest Division. He's Ryan Hallam. You can give him a follow at Fighting Chance on Twitter. Bracketologist man himself, except not the March Madness brackets, but making all of the fun brackets that you see that you could vote on. TVs, movies, you love talking about them. I'm Justin Fensterman at Fence Sports. We'll be back next week. For now, always dominate. There isn't any other option. Altogether, we will win.